everyone. Thank you so much for coming to episode 16 of this very triggering part two to spreading awareness about human trafficking, child trafficking, labor trafficking, all trafficking in general, sex trafficking. Thank you so much for joining us again. It's going to be March or it is March due to the nature of when we are recording. I apologize. We have a story filled episode where we are going to discuss as many victims as we can. I also wanted to be aware that this is very triggering. I also wanted to be aware that this is for you to be aware. I want to pay tribute to survivors who are advocating at this very moment. I am glad to be bombarded with resources. I also want to let the listeners know, by the way, this is Absolute Chaos, one of your hosts. Novi and will be joining on the second half of the episode. Some of the stories you will be hearing today, they have been reported from other resources and we are just spreading and sharing the message as best as we can, wherever we can, so that these survivors and survivors that have not been helped know and understand that we care. If you know anybody that is going through any hardship or anything, or you see signs, you can do your research into the behavior. We can do an episode if that's what maybe you need help being told about behaviors of survivors or victims. I want to start the episode by speaking some names that are very powerful, that have come forward. I also wanted to be aware to the listeners that the details of the stories that have came forward, there is not a lot of detail and there's a lot of obscurity because survivors and victims go through their own traumatic experience and if I was a survivor or victim and both I would probably it would probably take me forever to want to speak about or recount some of the most horrific times in my life so keep that in mind when we recount these stories but that does not mean you should become numb to this or you should let this sit here spread the message and be aware do your part always be aware of your surroundings anybody can be picked up and targeted and with that i'm going to go ahead and start the show but one more time gracias g shukria spasiba danke shukran laka for coming to this week's episode of Universal Talks with Harmony and Chaos. My resource for these first two is Ranker, but first let me get into the names. Mari, Fala, Robert Long, Linda Borman, Anek Lucas, Rosalind, Julian, Lynn, Alex, Bara Nico, Tonya, Carla Jacinto, Virginia Roberts, Courtney Wilde, Michelle Licata, Jeffrey, Jenna Lisa Jones, 
Sarah Ransom, Maria Farmer, Annie Farmer, Jennifer Araos, and every person who's still going through or went through who has not came out. You are valued, you are not judged, you are respected, you are a survivor, you are strong, and you are seen here and heard. And I cannot unfathomably imagine the pain and endurance you had to go through, but you are heard. I also want to point out, just because we found these stories does not mean that there is discrimination in picking victims. There's a lot of unheard stories from sections of and exploitations of children with differences or disabilities. I, I don't like to say disability, so I will say differences who don't understand any better. Victims who think that they are in a relationship. Victims of all color and all size and all variation and all gender. Child victims who have been not taught anything other than this and survivors. These are just a few stories of the many unspoken, fallen siblings, cousins, family members, friends. I'm going to start, again I say, with a human named Mari. Forced into prostitution, had four children over 16 years of this force. This wonderful human thought they were in a relationship with a person named Daryl, who fathered the four children. Polaris Project is a nonprofit organization that combats trafficking and operates a national hotline. And I believe she was saved from them. Daryl was obviously abusive in every single way, verbally, physically, and sexually. This survivor accounts and maintains that Daryl forced Madi to have sex with other men for money. Also recruited another 18-year-old named Janice to join his prostitution ring. An officer pulled Daryl over and noticed the two survivors or victims in the vehicle and noticed that Daryl had the man, uh, had the IDs of the victims. After trying to separate them and realizing that they were being held against their will, the officer then connected them to the Polaris Project, leading the rescue. Another person I want to bring up is Fala. Her grandmother, sold her into prostitution. She was 20, living a relatively normal life in Cambodia. After her father died and nobody was supporting the family, she was forced to move in with her grandmother. The grandmother drove her to a brothel in the city of Kampong, Kampong Som. I apologize for these mispronunciations if they are mispronounced. Fala was unaware her, of her grandmother's intentions and was locked in a room and assaulted several times a day. Her reality was this for the next several months. And she was also being sold from one brothel to the next. 
She then met a man who helped her go back to Cambodia. And then she was soon put to work in a karaoke bar. Her employers sold her to foreign tourists for days at a time. Of course, when she tried to leave, she was beaten. And it took several months before she was able to gain her captor's confidence, escape, and turn herself over to the authorities. Ranker told her story, and she was helped from equality now, which is a global network that advocates for gender equality and human rights. I'm sorry about all of the pauses. I'm just trying to keep my composure as I read these stories because they're not easy to read. They're very triggering. They're very hard, but I want to get past that because I can't unfathomably imagine the pain and endurance that these victims, these survivors had to go through day in and day out for hours on end, just waiting for it to be over. And it hurts. I also want to remind everyone of the definition of human trafficking, which is the trade of humans for the purpose of forced labor, sexual slavery, and commercial exploitation or sexual exploitation for the trafficker or others. This encompasses providing a spouse in the context of forced marriage or the extraction of organs or tissues, including for surrogacy and ova removal. Ova removal. Human trafficking can occur within a country or a transnationality. Human trafficking is a crime against the, pe- the person because of the violation of the victim's rights of movement through coercion and because of their commercial exploitation human trafficking is a trade in people especially women and children and does not necessarily involve the movement of the person from one place to another another definition i want to be aware is that was hiding in plain sight that most people would overlook but was horrible was a term called comfort women from 1932 to 1935 location in asia also known as sexual slavery from the imperial japanese army these were women and girls being forced into sex slaves by the imperial japanese army in occupied countries and territories before and during world war ii it is a euphemism for prostitutes the estimate of how many there were were ranging from as low to 20,000 to as high as 360 to 410,000 victims and unspoken and un and silenced 100% survivors or died obviously the exact numbers are still being researched and debated but most of the women were occupied in countries including Korea, China, the Philippines, and they were used for the military in an awful, horrific places called comfort stations that came from Burma, Thailand, Vietnam, Malaya, Manchakau, Taiwan, the Dutch East Indies, Portuguese, New Guinea, Portuguese Timor, I'm sorry about that. 
other Japanese occupied territories. These territories were located in Japan, China, the Philippines, Indonesia, Malaya, Thailand, Burma, New Guinea, Hong Kong, Macau, French Indochina, and a smaller number, but not unrecognized women, number of women were also being hurt or comforted, being forced to be comfort women in European origin, the Netherlands and Australia from 200 to 400 Dutch women alone. This is very, very hard to talk about. So I apologize, but I want to spread this awareness and I want to put names to these stories and to these horrific events that happened of unbalance and pain and suffering that won't go silent. That is terrible to think about and a bit triggering, to be honest. Hey folks, it's me, Novian Matter, joining in the second part of the episode and a reason that I didn't introduce myself immediately is because the topics we're speaking about on this episode just like absolute chaos said are highly triggering and we wanted to get right into it not waste any time this is stuff that needs to be acknowledged and these are victims who deserve to have their name said and to be recognized and remembered hearing all that makes me want to cry makes me want to punch something in the face it's ugly the things that some humans can do and on the subject of these comfort women quotations one victim evelina galang decided to write a book about the trauma she had to face It's a story about how women finally broke their silence in the wake of war and terror. It was a testament to their courage and their long-buried grief. It's called Lola's House, Survivors of Wartime Rape Camps. And she tells a story of hundreds of Filipino women or Filipina women who were forced into sexual slavery by the Japanese military during World War II. And these horrible acts of violence that were committed are often overlooked. I recently, just last month, found out about these imperial Japanese troops and the mass rapes they committed in their time it's a difficult subject to talk about not because it makes me uncomfortable but because it hurts it hurts that some of these people probably never got justice they never will but shedding light on these things that have happened i hope lets them know that they're not forgotten a lot of these comfort women were only 13 14, 15. I remember being that age. In school. Oblivious. Thinking about my crushes. Hating going to class. That was the stuff that was on my mind. At that age. Maybe some depression here and there. But. 
I can't imagine my world being rocked and being sucked out of that. And my whole life completely turning around for the worse. And they were forced to to do labor and be raped up to 20 or 30 times a day. Every single day. Since 1998, Galling has been traveling to and from the Philippines to gather testimonies for her book. She's recorded more than 40 hours of interviews with 15 Lolas, is what they're called now, respectfully. She spent weeks visiting with the women and their families and even traveled around the country with seven of them, bringing them back to the sites of their abduction and imprisonment. Horrific testimonies of habitual rape and torture is what she said of the meetings was talked about. <sighs> Evelina Galang, along with Piedad Nobleza and Dolores Molina and Josefa Villamar, they're survivors. Those other three women survived imprisonment by the Imperial Japanese Army during World War II as well. Another victim, Priscilla Bartonico, was only 17 when she was captured by the Japanese. It was 1943. Her and her younger cousin were hiding in an air raid shelter on the Filipino island of Leyte, or late, I'm not, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing it. They were hiding with family members and neighbors. They heard the sounds of gunfire and bombs. She said the doors banged open and suddenly there was troops on them. They grabbed her cousin and dragged her across the floor, kicked and screamed and scratched at the soldiers' faces. And then they took turns, raping her before they killed her. For the next three months, after they took her, she was imprisoned in a garrison in the town of Baran in the Philippines. And she said multiple times a day, she was raped by five to eight men. An estimated 400,000 women and girls across Asia were abducted and forced to serve in these so-called comfort stations made by the Japanese military. A majority of these victims were taken hostage from other countries, but women were virtually captured almost in every territory that was occupied by the Japanese. It's estimated that more than a thousand girls and women were sexually enslaved during World War II by the Japanese. And today, only 70 of them are still alive. I can't imagine the trauma and the sheer terror of having to live through all of that. And Priscilla Bartonico, when giving her story to Evelina Galang, told her she was never able to get a full night's sleep after her imprisonment. 
So to cope, she began painting murals using tissue and cardboard. She didn't get to live to see an apology or recognition from the Japanese government for the trauma that she lived through. She did share her story, and that's why we're here, letting you folks know, telling you, making you aware, and letting you know Priscilla's story. No one should have to go through that. And I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to her that she didn't get her justice. No acknowledgement, as if it never happened. But you know what? It did happen. She remembers that. And now we remember that. Evelina Galang, I'm giving her snaps for the book, for spreading the victim stories. And when she asked the Lolas, these women, these victims, why they decided to come forward, they have two reasons. One, they're standing up for themselves and they're demanding justice. And second, so that it won't happen again. And that is exactly why Chaos and I make these episodes and spread awareness about issues like this so that hopefully we can prevent it from happening to someone else so that people are aware so more people will rise up and end the oppression to do something about it not fall victim and evelina galang probably wasn't easy having to hear all these stories being a victim herself but she needed to do the same thing spread this awareness and you know that it took 50 years before these women's stories came to light that's far too long far too long they should have received justice a long time ago better yet this should never have happened you know i just want to put this out there i don't know why women or feminine looking people are targeted so much why men or others assume they're weak but you're not you're not weak you're strong and together you're even stronger this oppression bullshit the sexism towards women it's so annoying it's so angering and it needs to stop I read about this stuff and I just want to ask those people, like the oppressors, were you really that threatened by their power that you needed to find a way to oppress them, to hurt them? If there was ever a time to be immature and say this, I'm going to say it now. What little bitches? Another strong victim one of the first victims to come forward publicly about her experience was rosa maria henson she was 15 when she was abducted by japanese soldiers she was incarcerated for nine months and up to 30 men raped her every day 
She didn't talk about it for a long time. Not even her husband or her children knew. Only her mother. And she's strong. She said that the reason she was telling her story was that so that soldiers would be humiliated. What a badass. Hell yeah. Those soldiers should be humiliated. They should be ashamed of themselves. I always hear that war is ugly. It is. It is. But that doesn't give you a fucking right to become a rapist piece of shit. You call yourself a human being? You're a monster. You want to make yourself feel powerful. Wow. You had to hurt someone else so you could feel good about yourself? You're a bully. But you know what? You gave them more power. In my opinion. And no, I'm not condoning this. I'm not saying it's right or it has to happen to be powerful. No. What I'm saying is that these women, these victims especially, these victims specifically, gained power from this trauma. They rose up and they told their stories. And I hope it spreads like wildfire. I hope they're issued a formal apology, but you know what? It still won't be enough. It won't. I don't think there's anything that can be done to take it back. To make it right. But fuck, they're a fucking owed an apology. And I apologize if this episode has been majorly triggering for you or uncomfortable or something. But we need to tell a story. We need people to know. That's the kind of people Chaos and I are. We don't want to stand back and let oppression happen or fade away in people's memories. People need to be held responsible. Victims need to be remembered. If we can do that by making this episode, sharing it out there, talking about these hard topics, that's exactly what we're going to do. And if you or anyone you know is a victim of heinous crime like this, please reach out. 1-888-373-7888. That's the National Human Trafficking Hotline. They speak more than 200 languages. Or you can go to humantraffickinghotline.org. 24-hour help, 7 days a week. Text 233-733. Text help or info. Say something. Use your voice. You have it. Do not let these oppressors continue to make you believe that you don't have a voice. Because you do. And you're strong and amazing. I understand exactly how you feel, Novian. And it does hurt. And I'm just... I hope that those listening understand that we want to do this. We want to bring up another survivor that became a judge who I never really heard about, which I was very surprised to know about. And his name is Robert Lung. He told 
the Epoch Times, they did an interview with him, an article, that men are exceptionally unlikely to report their abuse. Boys and men. He was trafficked by his own father in 1976 and 1980. From the age of 6 through 10 is what he told the reporter. And he went on to say that it wasn't until his 30s that he accepted that he had been trafficked, a victim of trafficking. He's the 18th Judicial Court District Judge in Colorado. And the governor, John Hickenlooper, at the time of this article, had told the reporter that there was no such thing as human trafficking, only child sex rings, which that governor deemed that offensive because child sex... There's no such thing as it. The judge also went on to say, Mr. Long, boys are just far more reluctant about revealing the abuse because uh, in his opinion, in his own, like the way he was brought up, it's not supposed to happen to them. It's not supposed to be able to happen. They're not supposed, they're supposed to be able to stop it or say no and be stronger than girls which he went on to say that it's preposterous and it is ridiculous it is preposterous he even went on to say to the person in epoch times that the message was it's only girls received by law enforcement and by the public and by human services and by the victims who are told it's it's only girls so any other gender of victim is like oh it 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 can only happen to women or girls that's insane oh my gosh like this is so triggering and heartbreaking and sorry for all of the pauses it's just i don't want to, to be numb and i don't want you listeners to be numb because it's easy to hear about this on the podcast But it's hard to think about it day in and day out. Every single hour of that person's life, like of your life, that you didn't get a chance to voice up and say what happened to you. He was being traded for sex when his father would leave the room to assault another child who was brought to the meeting spot. He was abused by other men He was trading him for another boy. His father started grooming him before the trafficking when he was two to three years old. Like that's depressing. And it finally stopped when he reached age 10 because he got AIDS. His father knew he contracted AIDS and that there would be no way to explain it. So the trafficking stopped. But it didn't stop there. 
his father continued to abuse and torture him. And by the age of 13, someone else started. When he finally reached 16, the abuse finally ended for good. Helplessness was what Lung's childhood centered around, what Mr. Judge Robert Lung's childhood centered around, is what the reporter and I would think that the judge himself would say about his childhood. His father maintained a sense of unbalanced chaos, including his mother and older brother, by committing domestic violence against his mother and physically abusing his older brother at the time. And nobody could really trust each other in the household. He thought about a very specific tactic that traffickers use alive uh, alike by keeping the victim in an environment of chaos and disorder, unbalanced chaos and disorder, and no sense of control. I think it basically breaks the spirit. There's also a sense of unbalanced chaos in labor trafficking victims who are often told, you can't trust the government, you'll be deported, you can't call the police because you'll be arrested. And a huge percentage of all trafficking cases of victims of labor trafficking, including men and boys, are not reported. Mr. Long's father even went as far as to threaten to kill him if he told anyone about the trafficking. And his father was a doctor and had access to drugs. So, of course, he believed the threats. <sighs> In Mr. Lung's perception of his father, he was the strongest, most powerful man in the universe. So he didn't question it, and he feared it. In his 20s, he started to receive therapy and was able to get married and adopt two sons and made a career as a judicial officer and came to the realization that he had gone through a remarkable experience of resiliency, recovery, and hope. And he felt it was his duty to share his survivor story, to help reclaim his own life and help other survivors reclaim their own life. If you want to find out the exact details of this article you can check it out at the epoch times and look up judge robert lung r-o-b-e-r-t-l-u-n-g and i'm just so i'm heartbroken and i'm also so many emotions and also trying to keep my composure for the podcast because it took so much strength for him to come out and say, this happened to me and this is valid. And I don't care 
who thinks differently, if the world thinks differently or not. Especially with everything he was taught to silence himself, that he wasn't worth it. There's so many stories that hurt. We're going to have to make a part three as you bear with us, me and Novian, because recounting these articles that we were able to find so that people get a nice, good picture to unnumb themselves and realize that this happened, this is valid. You don't just move on, you move forward. You don't just forget or ignore it. That we want to dedicate a third episode and we're going to roll right into Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein and talk about their victims and how we need to keep persevering and how all of these victims matter. They matter. They will always matter. It has always mattered. I am speechless at the courage and strength of all of these people, all of these humans, all of these wonderful, not expecting to be hurt and just strong people who came forward and exposed this against everything that they were taught or believed in for years. Again, if you want to hear any of these stories, we will post as many links as we can. If we miss something, you can probably look it up as well to read the full versions of these stories on these articles from these different resources. I'm glad that the reporters took the time to spread this message and we just want to do the same because survivors and victims matter, not the traffickers. Even if a trafficker was once a victim, that is the most heartbreaking thing of all because it means that they lost themselves and broke all parts of their spirituality in following the steps and listened and succumbed, but they still perpetrated people. Thank you so much for joining us in part two of this horrific but necessary episode to spread awareness, to remind people to stay vigilant, to have the courage to continue. It's tough to hear these stories, but it's tougher to have gone through them and still have to recount and go through the process of being called a liar and being told and criticized and judged and said like, oh, you're just doing it for this or that. If you are one of these people, get off of this podcast. You're an oppressor or you're being ignorant. If you are being hurt and you just have believed this all your life because this happened to you, don't tell that to yourself. And don't tell that to anyone. Really start to open your mind at the possibility or the idea that your pain is valid, that you were hurt 
victimized, brutalized, and that you're a survivor and you're strong, not weak. This is your host, Absolute Chaos. I love you all. Stay safe. Have an amazing, aware week. You'll hear from us next week. Thank you. Novian, you want to take it away? I also want to add before actually I sign off. We're not trying to be insensitive in any given way towards anyone's feelings. We are here to spread and validate unnumbing and feeling. I can't begin to fathom the pain and strength it took for any of these victims and then survivors. And we are spreading this for one reason only, to end oppression, not for any other reason. I am saying this because I don't want anyone to get confused. Okay, Novian, take it away now. Thank you for listening. Thank you folks for joining us for episode 16 of Universal Talks with Harmony and Chaos. And yes, it was a difficult one. It was very difficult for us to record, maybe just as much difficult as it was for some of you to listen. If you stuck through it, I'm proud of you and thank you for helping make yourself aware. And please spread this awareness, share this episode, talk about these topics with people. Bring awareness and help bring justice for these victims that are being slowly forgotten over time. I bet that's what the Japanese government wants. These strong, powerful women deserve justice. Mr. Lung deserves justice. And it is. It is more rare for a permanent of masculine gender, maybe, or masculine features to come out because of that stigma that people need to be macho or men need to be macho or tough. No, that's so toxic and it needs to end. Men have feelings too and things can happen that trauma them and that trauma needs to be taken just as serious as any other trauma. I only hope that in doing these episodes, we bring awareness for those victims And we need to stop acting like this stuff doesn't happen or didn't happen. It's terrible, terrible history, but it happened nonetheless. If you want to speak to us about any of the topics we talked about in this episode or any of the previous episodes, please reach out to us at facebook.com slash UTWHAC. Or look up Universal Talks with Harmony and Chaos. Reach out to us on our Instagrams at Instagram.com slash Novian Matter. Or Instagram.com slash Absolute Chaos. A-B-S-O-L-U-T-E-C-A-O-S. Absolute Chaos. I hope that you folks spend your week feeling balanced. And that you join us for episode 17 next Friday. Where, just as Chaos said. We touch base on Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell because social media and the news seem to have forgotten all about that. And I'm sick and tired of letting the news control what 
people are concerned about in the moment. He who controls the media controls the people. And that's exactly what the government like to do. So we keep ourselves informed with world news. And hopefully we bring that news to you. Stay balanced, folks. And if you or someone you know is struggling or is a victim of sexual violence or human trafficking, please, please, please get help. Reach out. Don't let them go through this alone. Once again, 1-888-373-7888. That is the number for the National Human Trafficking Hotline. Or text 233-733. Text the word HELP or INFO. 24 hours, 7 days a week. They speak English, Spanish, and 200 more languages. The website is humantraffickinghotline.org. Please reach out. You or someone you know is a victim. Don't stay silent. Be a voice for the oppressed. Help them rise up. We need to stick together against the imbalance. Thank you. Have a great week.